Okay, and we are live. Welcome to episode 38 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy, an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. So just a reminder, we have a 15-minute forecast, uh, forecast, we have a 15-minute format, hi, I'm a little sick today, so we'll just blame it on, um, because ain't nobody got time for more than that. And today's coffee fact, if you want to know how much caffeine you should drink daily, you can visit caffeineinformer.com forward slash death by caffeine with some hyphens in there and find out the maximum based on your age, weight and preferred coffee drink. And for me, it's five cups of espresso per day. That's my maximum. I may have exceeded that on a couple of occasions. But anyway, uh, it will also tell you how much coffee it will take to kill you. Um, but it was a lot more, just, you know, in case you needed to know that. Tonight's guest is Chris Tenbarge, who I was very lucky to meet last year in Toronto at the Google Innovator Academy, and he's going to be talking to us about Spark, Set, Go, which is an inquiry method for any classroom. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for having me on today. Um, I'm a married father of three. All my children are in middle school, which is you know, quite the trip right now. Life's really exciting in our house. Uh, I was a music teacher for 10 years, also taught drama. But I spent the last six years working alongside students, teachers, and admins in a small school district outside Nashville, you know, just advancing technology integration. Okay, sounds great. So what does true inquiry look like in the classroom? Yeah. It, you know, this is a fun question. I think you hear a lot of different answers to this, which is helpful and confusing too. I think for me that students need to do things for school that don't have a right or wrong answer. Uh, they need ownership of the process. They need control and they need to make meaningful choices with what they learn. Uh, and all this has to be assessed. You know, students need feedback. And I'm careful not to use the P word, you know, projects. You know, calling it PBL has been problematic for me, you know, coaching teachers, it implies, I think, that inquiry is powered by content. You know, we feed our students content, they create something, give us content back, and you know, inquiry is a little more complicated than that. Uh, an example, I talk about the egg drop. You know, the classic egg drop, we drop the eggs off the roof of the building. It's, mm -hmm. you know, a rite of passage for a lot of kids in some schools. It, it, this may involve inquiry. Sometimes I think it's just a project. For me, it's hard to call it inquiry because, uh, there's not a lot of choice in the final product. Everybody's doing the same stunt with the same base knowledge. Also, I think it's important that we're intentional on how we focus and assess the task at hand. So with the, with the egg drop, students may predict how this egg drop you know, might perform or they might identify good design. This is just knowledge and comprehension. It's the building blocks to inquiry, but it's not the inquiry itself. They may experiment or calculate or estimate. Uh, again, this is an inquiry. This is gonna be analysis and application. And not only do we get to like explaining, disproving, designing, where students are synthesizing, evaluating, you know, the top part of Bloom's taxonomy. But if we're really going for inquiry, we have to we can't have too much say in the final product. You know, that's gonna to have to belong to the students. They're gonna to have to have voice and choice. I see the egg drop as a it's a fun time, but it's really just a stop on the way to the final product. You know, so it's a fascinating question, you know, what is inquiry, but 
All I know is that if we don't offer our students something larger than what we typically see, I think we're denying, we're denying something to them that they need to be a lifelong learner. Yeah, that, that's great. It's really true. It's very hard to define it, but you kind of know, know yeah, it when you see, see it, or, it or know it when you know that that's not it when you see it. Um, yeah. So tell us about Spark Set Go. Yeah, so my innovator project, and you know, Nancy, congratulations, your innovator year wrapping up this week. But yeah, it's been exactly almost one year, right? And you, yeah, it's just yeah, a couple days off. Yeah, it's been a tremendous experience. Uh, anybody who's thinking about it, do it, because innovator's a great thing. Yeah, I, I came to the academy with the problem that I saw, and that, that was students need more high-end learning opportunities. College enrichment, uh, maybe just a way for schools to expand and diversify the topics they offer for enrichment. Uh, you know, we framed it as a problem where, you know, how could we do something online after school where kids can kind of pick and choose what they want to learn about? And it came down to how can we make a unit or lesson just so good that students are just running home to, you know, to engage with, you know, learning. And at the academy, we, Nancy, you're at the table, so you know this, uh, we came up with three things that we thought were important. Gamification. We wanted a way to give students points and badges for what they've done. We wanted them to be able to access, you know, what they wanted to learn, when they wanted to learn it. And then also the intrinsic motivation, the inquiry. That was really at the heart of it, I think. For me. So after Academy went back to the district and you know spent some time about two months just working on a few ideas working with other teachers and we were with in this case with some art teachers building some enrichment activities and they were they were okay with the gamification part kind of pacing the steps out but they had a lot of trouble with the inquiry. So I, I came to a, one of our sessions I had some cards and I said you know there's three kinds of cards some we're gonna learn some kids are gonna learn facts they're gonna have to do some experiments try some things out and then at the end, they're going to have a big reveal. And when I used the cards to visualize it, it helped a lot. The teachers, instantly, the projects we started creating were substantially better. Uh, so I, I realized that this was like, kind of important. So I spent a lot of time developing out the cards. And that's where Spark Set Go comes from, the three cards. And it, you know, the side benefit is it really helps teachers see inquiry in a way that the other materials we've used just can't. And then much later, this past summer, we made some Google Sheets add-ons. That's the other half of the project. And you can use these to organize a project initiative. You can automatically tally points in the badges. We can make graphs. It'll make graphs for you uh, that detail like the student progress and make it really easy to stay on top of the feedback. And I like, I love this. You can broaden, you know, expand the field of who's giving feedback to the students. You can have outside mentors, teachers from other buildings. You know, you can plug in students to be like peer mentors. And they're the ones giving the feedback. Uh, Add-ons work really well to do that. It's called Spark Suite. And what we say is that it can power an independent learning initiative uh, in a way that really Google Classroom can't. That sounds really exciting. How, yeah. So how, if, how do teachers use the cards? Well, we'll tell the teachers that you know, these cards, use them to create inquiry-based learning experience for an independent learner. We're gonna pace out the project. And it's called Sparks Set Go, but here's the key part. When you're planning it, you actually go backwards. You go set the spark. Ah, so you start with I the go I see what card. you did there. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> um, so you, you wanna start with really wrapping your head around the topic. And if it's like a passion project environment where we're working with a student or another teacher, 
you have those conversations and you come up with a topic that you really just love. And then you're gonna make a guiding question, starting with how might we, and you're gonna focus the assessment using uh, one of the verbs from the top of Bloom's taxonomy, the synthesis and evaluation. So how might we deduct, develop, imagine, improve? You know, these are there in the back of the card to help you out. And then the rest of the guiding statement is gonna be, of course, the topic. Uh, and we really think that focusing them this way gives a lot of the ownership to the student. It's gonna be their job to answer this question. They're the ones that do the work. And then we say, if this teacher, I'm sorry, if the student owns this card, if they get to choose what's going on, then the set cards, the knowledge and comprehension, those are ours. So then we're like, if you're gonna do that, then you're gonna to have to do this for me. You're gonna to have to do this too. And you're gonna come up with you know, five to seven things that they need to know or understand if they're gonna have a real shot at this. And then you're gonna put them in order. Got my prop here. So it would be a sequence then to learn on. And every step is paced out. They would have to complete that as they go through. But we're not finished. The spark card, you know, sparks are tough. Um, because you know, it's easy to get the knowledge and comprehension. It's easy to plan out, especially for the teacher, the inquiry, because you just make a guiding statement and say, go, they do all the work. But, but the spark card bridges the two, and it's your last chance to really uh, inspire your kids. So what we say is think of an experiment or activity that exposes like a quirk or a paradox in the topic, something that may change their thinking, and, and use this to kind of you know, poke at their, you know, their preconceptions of how they might answer that go question. So a good spark card is gonna change how they think the topic. It's gonna to make them kind of question that. And these are hard to make. You know, this is where your talent as a teacher is gonna develop. And if you think about the egg drop, you know, that, that's a spark. That would be a great spark in the context of a larger sequence, kind of like this. So you put it all together and here you go. So they're gonna learn, they're gonna experiment, kind of question, learn some more. And then you can keep it all paced out. Now, right, so, and yeah. since somebody's just listening, Chris is holding up something that says set, set, spark, set, set, spark, go. So there's yeah. a couple sparks in there. Yeah, a couple sparks. Well, think about Bloom's taxonomy. You know, the, the inquiry, the synthesis evaluation, that's just it'd be that's just one block. You know, the base, this uh, knowledge and comprehension, that's gonna be several blocks. So this could also be a pyramid. If you look at it, we're just kind mm -hmm. of spreading it out over, you know, maybe, you know, this could be like your, your, your lesson plans for a month. This could be how you, you approach your AP biology class. This also could be how you teach kids how to, you know, cook something at home and it's independent. But uh, it's just a lesson plan. It's what we think we're already doing. We're just spelling it out. And I know this is important for me to say, though. I don't think that this is like the end-all be-all of inquiry, but by no means is a teacher ready to just put a kid on autopilot. Like the hard work is yet to come. Uh, all we're accomplishing here is that we're spelling everything out in just a clear and understandable way. So you can begin the hard work. Okay, and I'm looking here. So can Sparks at Go be combined with uh, passion projects and other types of inquiry projects? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think it, this is something that will open the door for a lot of students and a lot of teachers. Um, you know, passion projects, that, that style of learning typically fails for one of two reasons. You know, there's a lot of chaos involved, which it being obnoxious, you know, too, uh, you know, that chaos can have a negative effect on the outcomes. 
Uh, but also, it's hard to ensure that the content standards are going to be in your passion project. So, you know, teacher might be okay with it. The students are always going to be okay with that. But you know, your parents, your administrators, their stakeholders too. You know, they might object. They might want to see more structure to this. So, what we're doing is by spelling out you know, the steps to the final product, we're keeping the kid focused. If they're here, they're supposed to be here, and they're doing something over here. You say, "Hey, get back to work. You're not doing what you're supposed to do." Um, they also you're communicating content, communicating the goals, and you know what this project's all about in a way that it's really easy for you know people to kind of walk up and see what's going on and understand it. And then of course we have the add-ons, the sparsely add-ons. The idea is that chaos we're going to you know shrink it down so things more manageable. You know if you have 200 learners, 200 passion projects, I don't know how you could even approach that scale without something like Sparks Echo. Yeah, this is all about you know, collaboration with the learners and maybe other teachers to make something like that happen. And I could easily see a grade level, you know, run a passion project or an enrichment initiative for their students without really messing up your school day. It, I think more students are going to have that now. So that's that's great. In addition to passion projects, are there other uses for Sparks at Go cards or the add-on? Uh, yeah. The, you know, you know, something we did when we were testing this with the students is we thought that kids would just love, you know, the idea of a passion project, and we didn't find that to be the case. Uh, I think that giving everybody their own project and saying go might be a little bit much. Uh, you know, consider building up to this, maybe offer just a few projects at a time, you know, and let the kids kind of pick and choose and see where they go with that, and, and make it a game, you know, the gamification. Give them some badges, give them points, they can kind of compete, get them into the idea of learning independently. Uh, and also the inquiry. Inquiry is hard. You know, it's meant to be hard. That's why we need to do it more. Uh, right. But also, yeah, yeah. This past summer, we used uh, this. Is, this is awesome for us. We used Sparks that go to power PD for our district. It was. Oh, no, we're getting there. Timer. Yeah. yeah okay, so I do want to hear about that. I I want to say so. Kids yeah. sometimes it's hard because they don't know what they're passionate about, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have one minute left. What what do you still would want to share that we haven't had a chance to share? Yeah, let me follow up with what you just said. You know, sometimes kids don't know what they want to learn. Can you give them those opportunities to kind of explore, you know, different content, but also um, inquiry is hard. They need they need that experience. But anyway, check us out our website. The website's almost done. I got two days left, right? So sparksetgo.org, you can follow me on Twitter at, at sparksetgo, um, check it out. We'll be adding it more examples as the week goes on. And um, love to have everybody check it out and let me know what you think and maybe contribute. Well, that's great. So you have examples on the website that people can look at? There's a couple now. I'm gonna add, that's what I need to do. I need to add a few more. All right, so there will be more. So keep checking back if you're listening. Yes. Check it out now and then go back and come back and check it out in a couple days or a week and see how things are going. So I'd like to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to see you again. Thank you, Nancy. Um, thank you, Lisa. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Tonight's comment question is, how do you spark inquiry in your classroom? Uh, join us Monday, October 16th, when our guest will be Bill Selleck. We're going to have a special early time. It's going to be 4.45 Pacific. And uh, Bill will be talking about music in the classroom. 
And please subscribe if you enjoyed today's podcast. And I promise you, my voice will sound better next time. Um, please remember to use the hashtag Ninja Teachers when you're answering our comments or tweeting out to us. Um, remember that we are always looking for guests uh, to share their the things that they're doing in their classroom. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if that is you, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.